For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures I will arise and go forth to the house of my young I will arise and go forth to the house of my father I will arise and go forth to the house of my young House of my young Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, What the Rabbis Teach About the Messiah and the New Testament Application. This is part three of the series. Now let's look at how the Messiah is associated in the rabbinic expectation to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. On the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 7, page 22, it is written, another explanation. He said to him, I have yet to raise up the Messiah of whom it is written, for a child is born unto us. That refers to the Messiah. In Joseph Klausner's book, The Messianic Idea in Israel, on page 56, referring to the Messiah in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 he writes that there would be a personal messiah and what's written about him is for unto us a child is born and then Isaiah chapter 11 verse 1 it said about the messiah there shall come forth a shoot out of the stock of Jesse Yeshua is from the stock of Jesse he is the root of David Romans chapter 1 verse 3 concerning his son Yeshua Messiah our Lord which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. So the connection is made between the Messiah, Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, unto us a child is born and he's from the root of Jesse. And so the Brit Hadashah or the New Testament application does make this claim. Revelation chapter 5 verse 5, and one of the elders said unto me, weep not, behold the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David has prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Revelation 22 verse 16, I Yeshua have sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright in the morning star. In Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 7 in the King James Bible, after it says in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, unto us a child is born, it says in verse 7, in the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. In the book, From Exile to Redemption, Volume 2, page 83, written by Rebbe Menachem Schneerson, he explains that in the Hebrew text, there is a Hebrew grammatical irregularity in the text because there appears in the middle of a Hebrew word, the Hebrew letter mem, which is closed. And grammatically in Hebrew, you only have a closed mem at the end of a word. It does not appear in the middle of a word. But Rebbe Schneerson points out here in Isaiah, 
Isaiah in chapter 9, which is verse 7 in our Bibles, for the increase of the realm and for peace without end. Our sages have taught that the closed letter mem, which normally appears at the end of a Hebrew word, in this verse appears in the middle of the word, and this closed mem is an allusion to the Messiah. We also find this mentioned in the Talmud and Sanhedrin 94a. Now in Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 it says, Therefore Yahweh himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. I believe that this sign that was given is here in Isaiah chapter 9 verses 6 and 7 when it talks about the child being born, the sign that is given in the scripture is of the closed mem, which is a reference to the Messiah. Because it says in Isaiah 9, 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Verse 7, In the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end, which in the Hebrew there's a closed mem in this phrase, which is a sign of the Messiah, as explained by the rabbis. And so in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, in the New Testament application of this concept of the Messiah, Quoting Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14, it says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and you shall bring forth a son, and call his name Emmanuel, which means God is with us. So the sign is not only a virgin birth, which Matthew 1.23 relates to Isaiah 7.14, but the sign is also found in Isaiah chapter 9 verses 6 and 7 when it speaks about the Messiah and him being born, and there's a closed mem in reference to the Messiah. In the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, Volume 3, page 238, the Messiah is seen as being a firstborn. It is written, I make the King Messiah a firstborn, as it says, I also will appoint him firstborn. Psalm 89, verse 28. You have to remember, sometimes since I'm quoting the scriptures and using what the rabbis are quoting from the scripture, sometimes a verse may be off by one from what it actually is in our Bibles, okay? So when you're looking up these verses, be reminded of that. Yeshua in the New Testament, in the application and the expectation that the Messiah would be a firstborn, Yeshua is referred to as a firstborn. Luke chapter 2 verse 7, And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. So in a literal sense, Yeshua is the firstborn son of Mary and Joseph, but he is also a firstborn spiritually. Colossians chapter 1 verses 14 and 15. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Now let's look at Messiah and Micah in chapter 5. From the Torah Anthology of the Twelve Prophets, volume 2, page 48, in quoting, and this is from a Jewish published Bible, Micah chapter 5 verse 1, in a King James it's Micah chapter 5 verse 2, but you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, though young or least among the clans of the thousands of Judah, out of you will one come forth to me who is to be ruler in Israel, one whose origins are coming forth are from ancient time, from days of old. Micah prophesies about the coming of the Messiah, of the seed of David. And the commentary there says, from David will come the Messiah to me. He will be ruler in the land of Israel. In the Messianic idea in Israel by Joseph Klausner on page 77, he makes reference to Micah chapter 5 and says 
these words, Mikdal Eder, which means the tower of the flock, which is near Bethlehem or Ephratah. For from Bethlehem, Ephratah, the city in which lives the least among the thousands of Judah, will come forth one, that is the ruler in Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient days. This will be the King Messiah. The Brit Hadashah, or the New Testament application, is found in Matthew chapter 2, verses 4 through 6, where it is written, And when he, that's referring to Herod, had gathered all the chief priests and scribes, that's the rabbis, of the people, and he demanded of them, Where is it that the Messiah will be born? So what do the rabbis reply? They said, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus is written by the prophet, referring to Micah chapter 5. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are you not the least among the princes of Judah? For out of you shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. In the book, From Exile to Redemption, volume 2 on page 119, written by Rebbe Schneerson, he says that the Messiah will be revealed in the Galilee. He says, the King Messiah will be revealed in the Galilee, and he's making a reference to the Zohar, book 1, 119a. From the Sanchino Zohar, Shemot, section 2, page 220a, it is written, said Rabbi Simeon, at the time when the dead will be awakened and be in readiness for the resurrection in the Holy Land, legions upon legions will arise on the soil of Galilee, as it is there that the Messiah is destined to reveal himself. Why is Messiah got to reveal himself in the Galilee? Because, for that is the portion of Joseph, and it was the first part of the Holy Land to be destroyed, and it was there that the exile of Israel and their dispersion among the nations began, as Scripture says, but they are not grieved for the herd of Joseph. Amos chapter 6, verse 6. So the Brit Hadashah, or the New Testament application to this expectation, is in Matthew chapter 4, verses 12 and 13 and verse 17, where it is written, Now when Yeshua had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the seacoast, in the borders of Zebulun and Naphtali. Matthew 4, 17. And from that time, from where? From the time that he went into the Galilee. From that time, Yeshua began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom is at hand. He revealed himself and his public ministry begins in the Galilee, exactly according to rabbinical expectations. Another understanding regarding the Messiah is that the Messiah will be at the level of Adam before he sinned. Well, if he's at the level of Adam before he sinned, that means before Adam sinned, he was without sin. So if he's at the level of Adam before he sinned, then he would have to be without sin. That's the connection I would make. Okay, From Exile to Redemption, Volume 2, page 121, written by Rabbi Menachem Schneerson, he writes, Messiah will be at the level of Adam before the sin of the tree of knowledge. This is hinted at in the verse describing the Messiah where it says from Isaiah in chapter 52 verse 13 that he will be exalted and extolled and very lofty. The Hebrew word for very is meod. If you transpose the letters, it spells Adam. 
So the thought and the connection that Messiah is very lofty is that he will be at the level of Adam before Adam sinned. And in the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 6, page 877, it is stated that Adam's sin brought death to future generations. For it says, in the day that you eat thereof, you will surely die. Genesis chapter 2, verse 17. And so it says, so he drove out the man. Genesis chapter 3, verse 24. Why did he drive him out? Because he brought death unto future generations. So the Brit Tadashah, or the New Testament application, is that Yeshua is at the level of Adam before he sinned, and that the death of Adam brought sin into the world. We find this in Romans chapter 5, verse 12 and verse 14, as it is written, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed unto all men, for that all have sinned, nevertheless death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned, after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45, it says that the first man, Adam, is a living soul, but the Messiah is greater than Adam. He is referred to as the last Adam, and he is a quickening spirit. Messiah is a humble servant, and the spirit of Yahweh will rest upon him. In the Torah Anthology on the Twelve Prophets, volume 2, page 342, it is written, The Messiah will acquire his dominion, not by might, not by power of kingship, as do the kings of the nations, but by the spirit of Yahweh. Similarly, Isaiah said, And there will come forth a shoot out of the stock of Jesse, and the spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 and 2, and he said, Behold, my servant, whom I uphold, my elect one, in whom my soul delights, I have put my spirit upon him. That's Isaiah chapter 42, verse 1. So therefore the Messiah is seen as being the servant of Yahweh, and Yahweh puts his spirit upon him. And he said further, A bruised reed will he not break. And the Torah anthology of the Twelve Prophets, volume 2, page 405 and 406, making a reference to Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, we're told that the Messiah would be humble. Zechariah 9, 9, Exalt, O daughter of Zion, shout, O daughter of Jerusalem, behold, your king is coming to you. The commentary is, because it goes on to say in verse 9 that he's riding on a donkey. The prophet proclaims the coming of the Messiah. The messianic king will be humble. As Isaiah says, he will not cry, nor lift up, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. Isaiah chapter 4 verse 2. So the servant in Isaiah chapter 4, the rabbis see as being the Messiah. He will come riding on a donkey and not lack for money since everything will belong to him. He will ride on a donkey as a mark of his deep humility. Now the Brit Hadashah, the New Testament application to this rabbinic expectation and thought is found in Matthew chapter 3 verse 16 and Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 and verses 7 and 8 as it is written and Yeshua when he was immersed or mikvah went up straightway out of the water and lo the heavens were opened unto him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him the Messiah Yeshua has the spirit of Elohim upon him and then we can see his humility in Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 and verses 7 and 8 let this mind be in you which was also in Messiah Yeshua, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, Isaiah 42, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled
humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the tree. So Rebbe Menachem Schneerson says in the book From Exile to Redemption, volume 2, page 7, that Messiah will be more exalted than Moses. He writes, the sovereignty of Messiah will be more elevated than that of Moses, our Rebbe. The above observation throws light on the two views cited by the sages on the verse from Isaiah 52, verse 13, which says, Behold, my servant will prosper. He will be uplifted and exalted and held very high. According to one view, Messiah will be more exalted than Isaac. And according to another view, Messiah will be more exalted than Moses. In the Torah Anthology of the Twelve Prophets, Volume 2, page 343, it also specifies that Messiah will be more exalted than Moses. It is written, quoting once again from Isaiah 52, verse 13, The Messiah is called a great mountain because he will be greater than the forefathers of the Jewish people. As it says, Behold, my servant will prosper, he will be exalted and lifted up, and will be very high. He will be higher than Moses, and he will be high above the ministering angels. The Brit Hadashah, the New Testament application to this rabbinic expectation of the Messiah, is found in Hebrews chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, and verses 5 and 6, as it is written. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Messiah Yeshua, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who has built the house has more honor than the house itself. Moses was verily faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which would be spoken after, meaning the Messiah. But Messiah as a son over his own house. So Messiah is more exalted than Moses is what the book of Hebrews chapter 3 says. The last concept that we're going to cover is the role of the Messiah to bring restoration from what came into the world from the sin of Adam in the Garden of Eden. And we're going to see this by by looking at the Hebrew word todot, which means generations, and we're going to see that in Scripture there are places where the word todot, or generations, is spelled with a missing Hebrew letter vav. When it speaks about the Messiah, the vav is in the word. So the concept is Messiah brings restoration. And the concept of what the vav represents, in the wisdom of the Hebrew alphabet on page 94, it says the vav Vav is the symbol of completion, redemption, and transformation. Vav is the sixth letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and six refers to man as well. The Vav symbolizes defection or completion, from page 100 of the Wisdom of the Hebrew Alphabet. The biblical exegesis often finds a special meaning implied by the Vav's presence or absence in a word. Spelling a word in its complete or full form signifies totality and integrity. Spelling it in its incomplete complete or defective form indicates deficiency or imperfection. In the book The Messiah Text by Raphael Patai on page 144, he explains in speaking about the Vav in its existence and also its lack of presence. He explains taking the Vav that Elijah will announce the redemption to the house of Jacob. Everywhere in the Bible the name Jacob is spelled without the letter Vav except for five places. And everywhere the 
name of Elijah is spelled with Avav, except for five places. Why? To teach you that Elijah will come and redeem the seed of Jacob. Jacob will take the Vav from the name of Elijah as a pledge that Elijah will come and announce the redemption of the world to his children. This is Rashi's commentary to Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 42. The Vav and its presence then midrashically communicate that it guarantees the redemption. In the wisdom of the Hebrew alphabet on page 95 it is written, The Vav in the name of Elijah the prophet is a symbol of the complete inner harmony that will once more be Israel's in Messianic times. Tradition teaches that Elijah will appear to herald the coming of the Messiah. His mission will be to establish peace on the earth as it says in Malachi chapter 3 verse 23 in a Jewish published Bible. He will return the hearts of the parents to the children and the hearts of the children to their parents. Also in Mishnah Torah written by Moses Maimonides in Hillel Melachim, the laws of the kings chapter 12, section 2. Now, in the Sanchito Midrash Rabbah, volume 3, page 349, we're told about the defective spelling of the word todot, or generations, and where it appears, and where there's a full and a complete spelling. It explains. But you will find, with the exception of two places, and these are the two places that's the exceptions, these are the generations of the heavens and the earth, Genesis chapter 2, verse 4, and also Ruth chapter 4, verse 18. Now, these are the generations of Perez, that except for these two exceptions, the word todot, whenever it occurs in the Bible, is spelt defectively and for a very significant reason. Thus, the word is spelt fully with avav in the case of these are the generations of the heavens and the earth. Genesis chapter 2 verse 4. Because when God created the world, there was no angel of death in the world and on this account it is spelled fully. But as soon as Adam and Eve sinned, because of sin, the vav became defective. And all the todot, or the word generation generations mentioned in the Bible. But when Perez arose, his generations were spelt fully again because from him Messiah will arise. And in his days, God will cause death to be swallowed up. As it says, he will swallow up death forever. Isaiah chapter 25 verse 8. So the role of the Messiah is to bring restoration. This can be seen by the Hebrew word todot and the vav. Here in Genesis chapter 2 verse 4, I have the Hebrew for you and you have the word todot. You see there's a vav. There's two vavs in the word todot. Genesis chapter 2 verse 4 is before Adam and Eve sinned. After Adam and Eve sins, we have a defective spelling of todot. Either we have the vav that occurs at the beginning of the word or the vav is at the end of the word. And in Genesis chapter 5 verse 1, when it speaks about the generations of Adam, there is only one vav and it occurs at the beginning of the word. Then we have the full restoration in Ruth chapter 4 verse 18. You have two vavs and this is speaking about the genealogy from which the Messiah will be born, teaching you that Messiah will come and he will bring full and complete restoration, redemption from the sin that was caused by Adam and Eve in the garden. Let us summarize and review what we have taught in this session, what the rabbis teach about the Messiah and they teach the following. Messiah means anointed. Moses is a type of the Messiah. Messiah is a judge, savior, and king. King David is a type of the Messiah. King David is a title for the Messiah. Son of David is a title for the Messiah. And Messiah is to be a shepherd. The Messiah's name is Shiloh. The Messiah's name is Prince of Peace. The Messiah's name is Yahweh our righteousness. The Messiah is a righteous branch. The Messiah is a son of man. In Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, the Messiah, it speaks there about him where it says, unto us a child is born. And in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 7, the closed mem speaks about
about or an allusion to the Messiah that appears in the Hebrew text there. The Messiah is to be revealed in the Galilee. The Messiah is a humble servant. The spirit of Yahweh is to rest upon the Messiah. The Messiah is more exalted than Moses. The Messiah has the status of Adam before the sin in the Garden of Eden. And the Messiah restores the sin that came into the world from Adam's sin. And in looking at these rabbinical expectations of the Messiah, we correlated and we saw that all of these expectations are recorded in the New Testament speaking about Yeshua the Messiah. So thus we can see that the Brit Hadashah or the New Covenant is a very Hebraic written book and we can understand it if we have a Hebraic background to realize what is being communicated to us when we read the Brit Hadashah. Well, that's going to conclude part three of the series on the subject, What the Rabbis Teach About the Messiah and the New Testament Application. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.